Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Chargers. I'm your host, Borna Nazari, alongside Chargers legend Lorenzo Neal. It's been an action-packed last few weeks in the National Football League. We've had the NFL draft for our beloved Chargers. We've also had a lot of free agent signings and acquisitions. In the meantime, Zoe, what's up, my man? What have you been up to these days? Man, just trying to stay pretty in the face and slim in the waist like you, Borna, baby. You know, everybody can't be like you, brother. You know, you're in all the action. You're on all the sports. I've been watching a little bit, watching my dubs. You know, I got to stay, pay close attention to the Warriors, watching a little NBA. Man, this year's action pack. I know the draft was action pack, but man, NBA, it, 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 it's pretty exciting times too. It's been exciting. Guys, remember this podcast and broadcast on YouTube is brought to you by betonline.ag, your number one source for all betting needs. Listen, man, if we uh, the NBA playoffs have been absolutely insane. I know you're talking about your Golden State Warriors, Jordan Poole. What an absolute revelation. Bob Myers and wow. company are going to have to have some tough decisions to make Woo! this offseason, huh? <laughs> no question. Jordan Poole's been lighting it up. This guy catches fire, and he's heating up like a microwave. You watch him off that dribble, take the take and go right to the hole, and he's got the three ball working too. Jordan Poole, man, he's electrifying. This guy's going to say, show me the money. Show oh, me the yeah. money, right? Oh, yeah. And it's going to be interesting because they're surely going to advance after the John Moran injury. It's just going to be curious to see. A lot of people wrote off the Dallas Mavericks a little too early. You never know that Suns Mavs series is going to be very interesting. I have it going seven, and when you when when you know it becomes a winner go home game seven i don't care if dallas are going to be the underdogs i want the best player in the series and that man is a guy named luka Doncic. so Luke's. luka anyways hey luka how how did the when you watch the suns and you're watching this game watching chris paul this guy is amazing hasn't yeah. one of the guys in tenure that thought that was going to win an nba title you would love to see him get it but man dallas you know that everyone says there's no answer dallas isn't going to be able to compete with the suns all of a sudden you look down my god it's 2-2 and dallas looks like they're surging uh, man i would definitely go on bet online and get some action there brother absolutely man you guys remember go to betonline.ag your number one source for all betting needs and sports information again right now you got to strike while the iron's hot with the nba postseason you got to find all the latest sports developments nba playoffs but don't forget about the nhl playoffs you you know, a lot of you guys may not watch NHL regular season, including myself, but when it's the postseason, you got fans banging on the glass. I may yeah. put a little slip on betonline.ag. So remember, use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. NBA, NHL is all fun, but we, we are here to cover you guys with the LA Chargers. So the NFL draft is one of the most exciting times of the year, Mr. Lorenzo Neal. And the Chargers may have you know turned some heads and surprised some people with their first round pick, but it's starting to grow on me. So let's talk about Zion Johnson, the product out of Boston College. A pretty interesting story. It's not too common to take a guard in the top 20 of the draft. You usually look at tackle, but Zion's a guy who literally wasn't even the starter on his varsity football right. team until his senior year. The guy had no, you know, no offers. He went to play right. FCS. Then he just kept dominating and dominating and dominating. Next thing you know, he's a first-round pick in the draft. <laughs> what the Chargers are doing, Lorenzo, and I want to hear your take on this, is people may have been like – they. people may have wanted the Chargers to join the wide receiver Palooza, but you saw sure. they all went so early. This guy, Zion Johnson, you're also drafting and investing Justin Herbert by taking right. a guy like Zion Johnson. So what are your initial thoughts on the pick now that this offensive line looks pretty ready to go? It's ready to go. Yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting, Barna. When you think about Zion, you think, okay, why Zion? And then you look at this guy and you think about, okay, when everyone starts scrambling, like, what is the Chargers doing? Everyone's like, oh, my God, what is the Chargers doing? There's receivers. There's, there's uh, offensive tackles. Why Zion? I think it's simple. You got a kid from Boston College. 
very, 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 very intelligent young man. If you think about this guy, he's in of the he's got a degree, two, two degrees, one in, you know, in, in cybersecurity. I mean, got another one in computer security. I mean, you think about what he is. And here's the thing about him. You listen at the young man, you listen at him speak how he didn't know a lot about football, just like you alluded to. Wasn't yep. necessarily that good, but just a natural. Here's a guy that played golf. Here's a guy that wasn't necessarily loved football and just turned out to become a hell of a football player. I went back and I start after they drafted. I said, man, I got to find out and watch this kid and see what he's all about. One thing you're getting, you're getting a guy that can play. He's a very intelligent guy. And Borna, you know it. When you're offensive guy, you got to be pretty smart. And this no is doubt. what this guy brings you. He can play offensive guard. He can play offensive tackle. He can play offensive center. So you think about what they got. They got a swing player that can play every up, up and down the offensive line. So you have a guy that if the center goes down, man, what you got a Pro Bowl, great center he got from you know Green Bay several year ago. So now you got another guy that can play center. You got a guy that can play guard because when you lose your center. You know that he's a signal caller out there on offense. He's making the offensive line adjustments and all these different things that he's doing. So now you have a guy that can maybe come in and play that position, also play guard and play tackle. So I think that they looked at that and said, okay, usually you don't draft a first rounder early a guard. Usually it's tackle. Usually it's skill position. Very rarely do you see an offensive guard that go that high. I think the Chargers looked at this guy as a coveted uh, commodity and said this guy can play up and down the offensive line, and we know at times our line can be matched. Uh, you, you make a great point about his versatility, and that's why he's a very valuable asset. And you know when you look at guards who went in the first round, there's a pretty solid track record. I don't know if you guys know there's a guy named Zach Martin who went 16th overall to the Cowboys in 2014. He's going to be a first ballot guy in Canton. Elijah Vera Tucker went 14th to the Jets last year. Chris Lindstrom went 14th to the Falcons. So when you look at that, the Chargers know what they're doing here, number one. Number two, Brandon Staley, one of the pillars of his fundamental principles when coming to the Chargers was – I'm going to invest in Justin Herbert. I'm going to build this line while I'm a defensive head coach. My number one priority is to never have this guy under duress. And that was the one knock on Tom Telesco with Phillip Rivers, with sure. the then San Diego Chargers and now the LA Chargers. Phillip was always under duress. And we'd sometimes be frustrated with Phillip in late game situations, but he had didn't have the offensive line to stampede him. I'm talking about kind of the later era of Tom Telesco, sure. not the AJ Smith era when you had the Marcus McNeil of the world and those guys when you were playing with some of those guys lorenzo right? Right, right so when you look at right now tom telesco guys listen to this he drafted one offensive lineman in the first round from 2013 to 2020 one time mm. and now he's done it two straight years since the brandon staley regime has come to town with rashawn slater who was a second team all pro and now zion johnson there's a culture change there's a culture shift and hopefully we start seeing that translating into success on the field. But man, Zion Johnson, the Chargers had the opportunity. We talked about it in our last podcast to take Trevor Penning at that area. So they were kind of deciding between those two. And ultimately, the Chargers like Zion Johnson more. A little bit about him. He has such a strong lower body. He's able to uproot defenders really well in the run game. So it's looking like he's going to be an immediate starter for the Chargers. The question is, as Lorenzo was alluding to, where? I mean, right now you have Matt Filer plugged in at left guard, but arguers are saying that maybe we can move Filer to right tackle so then you can plug in Zion in left guard so then your offensive line is going to be Slater at left tackle, um, Zion Johnson at left guard, Corey Lindsley at center, Odai Abushi at right guard, and then Matt Filer at right tackle. And that's looking like a ready-to-go offensive line, Lorenzo Neal, huh? 
It, no question. And I think you're right, B. When you think about moving Zion over to the left and think about he's playing offensive guard, now you already know who you got. That big boy got from came out uh, last year. You went and got said, hey, let's use some capital and grab an offensive tackle that looked the way that he played pro bowl. Absolutely. Injuries kind of slowed him down a little bit. But if you see what they're trying to do, you're building a bully. You want to make sure you take care of your quarterback, Justin Herbert, in the, in the, uh, the offense and as well as the uh, GM. They said, you know what, we're going to make sure, like you alluded to, take care of our commodity, take care of our guy, and that's Justin Herbert. He's good out of the pocket. He's good in the pocket. He's good out of the pocket. He can do a lot of things because he's very versatile with his legs. But you think about when you're playing baseball, you build from middle out. You think you got to get a catcher. You got to get a, a, a you got to get a pitcher. You got to go center field. Look what they're doing. They're building inside out, and they also already got your staple in the tackle. You already got a great offensive guard, a great offensive center. Now you went on and said, look. Let's solidify that less left side and make sure our line is going to be hold behold and we can run that way too. So I like what they're doing. I think this was a this was a good pick. And I think that only time will tell how Zion is going to be able to fare. You know, but he is a guy that you look at him, he's an earth move. The guy is a big fellow, like you said. Great he's point. got great feet. He's a size 18, brother. Size 18. I'm <laughs> size 13. This guy's a size 18. He's That's got a insane. big foot, brother. Big foot. Yeah. No, that's insane. And you know, listen. Let's be transparent to everybody listening. You don't need to have the position of an interior guard doesn't need to be held at the same value and same regard as a tackle. We don't need Zion Johnson to be as mobile, as dynamic as Rashawn Slater. He's this kind of an earthy guy. He's, he's in the trenches. He's not as athletic, but he has such a strong lower body. And as I said, he's able to uproot those defenders. He's able to be an anchor in the pass protection. And he's an experienced blocker at multiple positions. So he just needs to come in and do his job. He doesn't need to do anything crazy like Slater taking every team's best pass rusher we're not asking Zion Johnson to do that we're just asking Zion Johnson to be solid stout in the run game hold his own in the pass protection game and just be another asset another you know option for Justin Herbert to be able to have trust in his offensive line because guys it's very important there's a direct correlation to good offensive linemen to developing trust in your quarterback if someone I'm not going to name names but if Justin Herbert doesn't trust a specific lineman he's always kind of looking in that direction you know waiting for that edge rusher that defender to come his way and then he's able that, that screws up his progressions when he's trying to look at his receivers down the field these are all a chain reaction that really affects the play even of a super talented quarterback and justin herbert so to be able to get to the point where you have no worries at every single arsenal and avenue in your offensive line it's just going to make justin herbert that much better and that much greater than he already is no question and uh, too borna when you think about think about how when you're when you're talking about offensive guard and tackle play the quarterback, when he drops in a pocket, gets to the seven-step drop, he's looking, okay, seven-step, he's either going to hitch or what is he going to do? He's going to climb yeah. up and step up in the pocket. If you got pass rushers on the outside edge, he's got to be able to climb in the pocket. That's all great quarterback. That's what Tom Brady does so well. You watch Tommy Brady in the pocket, you know, boom, outside pressure comes. He just takes a slight step up, steps up in the pocket. And you look at this Chargers offensive line. You want to make sure that Herbert, and at times, you know, he's always trying to get out of the pocket because it, sometimes it was a collapse on him. So now if you can get solid in the pocket and now Facts. he can step up in the pocket, Facts. he can have more efficient and be more efficient. So I think this is a big move and look for Herbert now at times to drop back and move over to his left, because if you're going to be solid on the left and OK, this is what we're going to do. We're going to make sure that we either going to slide protection, do certain things, but we want to make sure that we protect you. And I think that's going to make him feel that much better knowing that he has two solid guys on his left. 
that's music to my ears, Mr. Lorenzo Neal. And one last thing I would add is that we just went into all of the X's and O's. But the most beautiful thing to me is that Zion Johnson recorded just one penalty in route to an honorable mention of all America yeah. honors. And, <laughs> it, and, if, and, and, and if I'm not seeing laundry on the field, especially from our offensive linemen, there's nothing more devastating, gut-wrenching than seeing a big play called back because Ed Hockey Lee or some officials doing this. <laughs> holding. No question. No and question. when I see a holding call after a big play, there is nothing worse in sports. And I just want to turn off the TV. So the fact that he has no laundry on the field, it gets Borna excited to watch this guy. Hey, Borna, you're not you. Hey, I'm in the same church, same pew. And you know what? I'll let you sit on my lap because I'm excited about that too, brother. And I'll tell you, <laughs> not, not just that, but it's guy only gave up one sack, right? This year, yeah. when you think yeah. about what he's been able to do, hey, he's a starter. Here's a guy that's no penalties, only, you know, hardly no penalties. And then you're looking at a guy that only giving up one sack. That's pretty, that's music to my ears as well, because you know, a guy that gives up a lot of sacks, you don't, your quarterback's running for his life. So this is a great pick. And hopefully this is going to make that transit. Hopefully he can transition to the national football league, because I'll tell you right now, you know, it just well as I know it, the guys in college, the pros, there's a huge step up in play. There's a huge step up in play. And speaking of transitions, let's transition from the offensive side of the ball to the defensive side of the ball. We got JT Woods. The Chargers took 79th overall. Remember, the Chargers didn't have a second-round pick. Oh, wait, they took Khalil Mack in the second round. I saw their Twitter team make a little joke about that. Yeah. It's okay if you give up your second-round pick to get one of the best edge rushers of all time and Mack Daddy Khalil Mack. So let's talk about JT Woods, right? So people at first – this is a very interesting pick in Lorenzo. I kind of dive deep in this one, and I understand it now on a granular level. So people may have been asking, why JT Woods? Why is safety when you have Derwin James, when you have Nasir Adderley? Here's the answer. Before we get an even to JT Woods, Brandon Staley, he used Derwin James almost like a queen in chess, always moved him around. He put Derwin James in five different positions last year. He put him on the edge. He put him as a corner. He put him as a safety, as a free safety, a strong safety. He put him at linebacker. So he was able to have Derwin in so many different areas, and he saw a lot of success, especially getting pressure on quarterbacks when he moved Derwin up. The issue is with that, he didn't have somebody to put behind there when he moved Derwin up. I mean, he had Adderley at one side, but he didn't have a reputable and a requisite applicable charger to put on the other side. Alohi Gilman dealt with significant quad injuries. Trey Marshall wasn't formidable enough. So this is kind of the guy where you can put in those dime packages when you're moving Derwin up if you want to play those different packages and you can then have a JT Woods play you know, further back as a replacement. So that's kind of what I took away from this move. Again, as I said, he likes playing Derwin James in a linebacker safety hybrid role in dime packages. And this is a guy that you can replace. Again, JT Woods, a Baylor guy. He has long, blazing, fast. He ran a 4-3-6 in the 40-yard dash. I mean, that is incredible stuff. Initial reaction to this pick, Mr. Lorenzo? Yeah, I think this is another good pick, and I think exactly what you're alluding to. Hey, here's a guy that can come in who gives you versatility. They call this guy, what, the HBK, the heartbreak yeah. kid? I mean, there's a guy that can go out there, and he's an absolute ball hawk. You know what? You look at Derwin James. You think about what he did. He's a guy that can play in the box, and I'm not, I say it with respect, but you think about the kid was with the New York Jets and they end up trading him over to Seattle. He plays only in the box, but Derwin James can cover Jamal better. Jamal Adams, yeah. Jamal Adams. So now you got a guy that you can play in the box that's physical, can run, play the run and do all this stuff, Derwin James. And now you can put 
the heartbreak kid back in the back and say, look, now be that ball hawk. He can play center field. He can do the things that you're alluding to. He knows if we can put pressure. Oh, there's a guy by the name of Bosa, another kid in San Francisco named Bosa. So you got a pass rusher. Now you create that pass rush. And now quarterbacks, sometimes they'll throw the ball up. And now if you have a guy back there that is a ball hawk, can run down things, run a 4-3-40, can absolutely get out there and fly and cover the field, you have another Ooh. guy back there that brings you that defensive tenacity that you want. Born of baby i'm getting excited baby i'm getting <laughs> excited because you got a ball hawk back there it's got nine interceptions it. this guy That's knows insane. where the ball is he's insane he's instinctive and he'll go get you that ball he led the nation in interceptions last season man he led the nation which is what you love to see and again Brandon Staley even said this at his own press conference, quote, when you play five and six DB groupings, if you do move Derwin closer to the line of scrimmage or in the slot somewhere, you don't want to lose that playmaking ability in the deep part of the field. And there's nothing like supplying that playmaking ability with the best ball hawk likely in the NFL draft to get somebody like him at, you know, number 79 overall in the third round. This is why you got to give props to the Chargers scouting department. Guys, the Chargers only had 11 interceptions last season. Guys, having players who know where the ball is at at all times and has awareness of their man, the quarterback, but also the ball is very important. And while you had some good corners who was able to be aware of their man, there would be a lot of times last year where the Chargers had interceptions right in the bread basket and they sure. wouldn't pick them up. And now you add two Big-time ball hawks with J.C. Jackson, who was the best ball hawk in the National Football League last year, pairing him up with the best ball hawk in college football last year. So all these steps are in the right direction. GM Tom Telesco called Woods a unique player. But, Lorenzo, you being a former professional athlete in the National Football League, I know you were on the offensive side of the ball, but can you attest to how important it is to not just have good defenders, but to have good defenders who know where the ball is at all times? Oh, no question. You know, I was playing out there the National Football League and played with some great safeties. A guy, you know who that is, John Lynch. Think about yep. what he was. Knowing where the ball is also would hit you, absolutely crush you. You think about the different safeties, what that what that position does. A guy that can play in a box, a guy that can play, you know, a guy that can cover and do all those different Preach. things. It gives your defense more versatility. And that's what this, that's what the Chargers said. They said, let's go for versatility. We already know, we went out and said, hey, we got a New England, we got the corner from New England. We got some guys locked down corners, got guys that can be around the ball. I said, but we got guys that are close around the ball, but it's a guy that's a ball hawk. Now you have a guy that can make that transition, just like you alluded to, Borna, earlier, talking about, hey, the ball sometimes hits guys in the hand or the ball's right there, just make the interception. This kid, you know, the heartbreak kid, he understands the importance of the ball. He understands soft hands. You see how he catches, adjusts to the ball. So you have a, a guy to play defense that can make that transition very, very easily and smoothly to an offensive player. So that's what they went out. They said, hey, we want guys that not only can cover, but guys when the ball's in their area, they can turn into an offensive weapon for us. And that's what the Chargers did. Because you understand, you think about a guy like Mahomes, you think about Carr, and now, by the way, Russell Wilson, you're going to have to have guys back there that's going to be able to hawk down that ball and get some turnovers because turnovers is going to win a lot of games for all this, the AFC West, because it's so dominant at quarterback position. Somebody on defense is going to have to turn the tide, no and the Chargers understand no they needed to get some playmakers on defense because you're going to be playing against in a conference that's going to throw the ball all around the field. And you make another great point. Here's one other thing I want to add. 
when you have Khalil Mack and when you have Joey Bosa as your pass rushers, it's important to get secondary players who can get you the ball because those two guys are going to have to make the quarterback speed it up. They're going to have to get the – it's going to make the quarterback to have to get the ball out of his hands faster, which is then going to increase the chances of a mistake. We want players who can capitalize on those mistakes and actually get turnovers because when when Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa are coming your way, I don't care if you're Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr. When you got those two guys coming at you, they're going to have to make some you know errant passes. And you need guys like J.C. Jackson, J.T. Woods – to deposit that check and to make sure that they are able to retrieve that. That's very important because this defense was good at times in the pass rush, but they didn't generate enough turnovers and no top five defense always, every top five defense, excuse me, is always doing well in the turnover department. Number one, number two, if this is all guys, a chain reaction, everything in football that leads to great teams. If you're able to generate that pass rush, then you're able to get turnovers. If you're able to get turnovers, you're able to get your offense on onto the field more. The biggest problem last year wasn't Justin Herbert's lack of success. He was amazing. We just didn't see him enough on the field. The Chargers would always lose Lorenzo the time of possession battles. Sure. And when you have an amazing, young, superstar quarterback, but if you don't see him on the field enough, it's just a crime. No question. No question. And that's why, Borna, I totally agree with you. And I think that when you look at this Chargers team and what they need to accomplish, and hopefully they did this in the draft and you went out and got other players in free agency, I think you're going to have an opportunity to be a top 10 defense as far as turnovers. Because now you have two dominant pass rushers, two guys can get after it. The biggest thing is what about the other guys? What about the backup guys? What about the interior line? You have to win because you have your defense. Now you have two guys. You can't turn your protection slide one way because now you got you got you know you got a, a guy who's been a pro bowler and you know what Cleo Mack can bring to the table. So now when you have a secondary that understands, look, one, two, three, the ball's got to be out. You can squat on certain things. Look for the cornerbacks to be more aggressive, and that's why it's going to come down to interior linemen also to be more physical and continue to one, two, three, knock balls down because. Defenses now and offenses understand what the Chargers did through free agency and this draft. They said, we're going to get after the quarterback. 100%. We're not going to let you go five, seven step drop and hold on to it. So you're going to see this Chargers defense, in my opinion, Borna, you're going to see them squat at seven to 10 and sit on a lot of different routes. And you're going to see a lot of turnovers. I'm going out. I'm probably going to go bet online and say, you know what? I'm going to say this team is going to be a top 10 turnover team because of what they have up front. The pass rush, and also they got some guys on the secondary that are ball hawks. So I'm going out right now. I'm going to bet online, and that's a bet that I think that's going to happen, brother. I really do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. I do believe it too. I think this Chargers secondary has what it takes to be really, really good this year. Again, everybody, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs. It's also a continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting. If you ever want to play some cards, some blackjack, go to your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. Again, it's super easy to get started, as Lorenzo was saying. So head over to the website today, or you can even use your mobile device. You guys know that thing that's always in your pockets? Yeah. <laughs> you can join and use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% off welcome bonus <clears throat> on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So listen, we the Chargers made a lot of draft picks, but I think we got to talk about one more guy and Isaiah Spiller. And Lorenzo, we talked about this in our last episode. We were in love with Austin Eckler's production. However, we were concerned for his longevity because of his amount of production. And we all know that running back average career span is dwindling, 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 and it just never has been so high. 
the late great LT, man. I mean, he somehow made a nice long career out of it. And it's just, you know, Austin Eckler, this guy is going to be 27. It's coming around fast, Lorenzo. It's right. already been four or five years. We don't, we take it for granted. You know, everyone says, stop it, Borna. Eckler is going to be fine for another three years. You remember what happened to Devontae Freeman, guys? Yeah. The Falcons gave him 25, 30 carries a night for three years. And now you haven't heard of him in two years. These Absolutely. things happen fast. With running backs, this is why they got Isaiah Spiller, not because only for his explosivity and his great production at Texas A&M, but also to preserve Austin Eckler. Initial thoughts on the pick, Lorenzo. No question. Great way to break that down, Borny. He's talking about just why do they go after running backs. You go after him because, you, like you said, the, the life expectancy is three to four years for a running back. And then you look at those guys start to decline. And you think about this. And when people say, oh, well, Porter, what are you talking about? Eckler, he's only 27. He's going to play another four or five years. What people fail to realize, think about all the positions that you protect. You can't if a lineman's engaged, you can't chop him. If a defensive player is running, you can't hit him in the back of the legs. Think about all the things they do to protect even the big guys. What do they do? Protect their legs. Running backs, guess what? They there's no rule out there. You can tackle a running back low, you can hit him low as long as you get him down. So when you think about the concept of playing football, that's the reason why running backs don't last long because they take so many shots in the knees, so many shots in the legs, all those hits add up and you start to wear and tear on the body so it starts to break down so without a doubt this pick you looked at you said okay why are they going after the spillman you wanted a guy that can catch the ball in the backfield you want a guy that can run in between tackles he's elusive it's not necessarily a big power back but he runs you know got some wiggle to him he's get out know how to get in and out of breaks can catch the ball he's a very very patient runner doesn't have blazing speed but i mm. like what he's going to bring to the table and you needed to do this to despair you know eckler mm -hmm. because of the fact he takes such a beating because of the fact he's been the workhorse and you need a guy that's a change up that can come in and productivity product level doesn't fall off is great so this is a good move by the chargers just hope this young man can carry the bell and answer the bell because the Chargers are going to need him to play big and play big right away Absolutely. And I think this is a guy, if you were to go to any other team and be the number one running back, he could have a big time year. I mean, it's actually great that he's going to learn behind Austin Eckler and that they're pretty complimentary to one another. Here's my MO on Isaiah Spiller, who is, you know, notoriously the number three ranked running back prospect in the 2022 draft is, you know, everyone talks about, you know, the headline guys, but this guy never had Heisman Trophy hype, Doak Walker Award hype. But all he did when he came in to College Station as an 18-year-old was produce, produce, produce. 1,500-plus scrimmage yards every single year, nearly 1,200 yards rushing every single year. And by the way, guys, this was in the SEC, okay, the strongest conference in college football. He was running on top of NFL defensive linemen every single Saturday he was facing. He had to block NFL pass rushers every single Saturday. So it's a lot easier to evaluate town in the SEC versus evaluating somebody in the Pac-12 where you only may face an Oregon or a USC twice, but right. you're also going to face Oregon State and some of these other schools, right? Everyone, if you're starting in the SEC, you have NFL caliber talent and you have what it takes to play on Sundays. So guys, from 2019 to 2021, Spiller compiled 3,600 yards from scrimmage. That ranks second among not just SEC, all Power 5 conference players and fourth in college football in that time. So all he does is produce. He can catch it from the backfield, as Lorenzo was saying. He's elusive. He won't blaze you with his speed. But for some reason, 
You give them the ball and good things happen. And there's some players where they're never going to show a whopping stat to you. But if you look at it, they pass the eye test. I think that's very important, Lorenzo, that sometimes I think our generation, my generation, we're yeah. too caught up on analytics sometimes. I think there's a good medium of just watch. Use your eyes. Amen. You know, I, I, love, I, I love you even more. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I'm serious, man, because no. I, I I work with a lot of people. I've joined in a lot of clubs and sure. all these places, and they're like, yeah, well, you know, he looks good, but he doesn't fit into the code XYZ, blah, yes. blah, blah. I'm like, dude, dude, watch, watch him. I mean, the, you can have all these scouts and you can have these analytics team, but just watch the guy. All he does is produce. So you can say all of all these analytics, and I think there needs to be more of a happy medium, not just in football, but in all the sport, you know? Borna, you man, you right, Borna. I, 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 God, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pull Joe Namath's line out. But man, he got ready to kiss. Sue. Can I kiss you? I mean, <laughs> I mean brother. I mean, I, I love it exactly what you're saying. Hey, look, yeah. analytics is nothing but sophisticated scouting, and that's what it is. It's sophisticated scouting. You look at analytics; it tells you just what to do, but then it doesn't measure the heart. It doesn't measure the tangibles, the intangibles. So when you look at the analytics, yes, they need. They all have their place. Analytics is good in the games, but like you're saying, people say, "Oh, well, here's what is his warp and his bo and." baseball and the warp and all this stuff you're like okay what does that really mean how's the ball spinning what's all those different things you can't measure a guy's heart you can't analytics can't measure a guy's desire to win so that's the thing that i don't necessarily agree with you about analytics but here's a guy to me about i'm gonna give you a name from the past curtis martin he came sure. in the league and was just study eddie this is this guy he could catch the ball running between tackles not gonna kill you with the speed not the blazing speed but just solid i hope this guy is half what curtis martin is and i think that this is what you've got you <sighs> Cry if he was half what Curtis Martin okay. was. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. would I. So I yeah. think, but that's the the fit. He's just a calm collective. He's not gonna, like you said, wow you with all the intangibles. But he's just gonna be a solid player. And the Chargers need another solid back that's dependable because I, you, unfortunately, when Eckler went down, you didn't have the consistency. Not saying that guys didn't show you a flash, but they didn't show you the consistency that you needed. One thing I would also add, guys, before we talk about Chargers' last two signings is we need durability. Isaiah Spiller did not miss a game in right. college in the SEC. He played in all 35 games, started as a true freshman, and even Coach Jimbo Fisher at AM said, man, he played he play banged up sometimes, but he would not let me take him off the field. So you guys talk about analytics all you want. I call those manalytics right there because that is everything that I love to see from a player who puts his heart out on the field. And we know, guys, we know that running backs, they get hurt a lot. Um, it's just is what it is. We've been fortunate enough to be quite frank that Austin Eckler, he's had some major injuries, but for how small his build is, he is just a bulldozer and you love to see it. But guys, at the end of the day, he is a human being, and that's why you have somebody like Isaiah Spiller who's going to be there. Now, Lorenzo, let's wrap it up talking about two veterans the Chargers signed, and then we'll stop bugging you all on Believe in Chargers. But Bryce Callahan and Kyle Van Noy. So the Chargers kind of had two more depth areas that they needed to add. They didn't really have a third edge guy behind Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, and it's inevitable that one of those guys are going to get banged up this year. You know, this sure. is football. The Chargers were plagued last year, not because of their lack of personnel. It was because of their lack of depth. And then when you saw when COVID played a, a role, Lorenzo, when COVID had the whole team out, they got absolutely walloped by the Houston Texans. So Kyle Van Noy, Lorenzo, long career in New England. And all he does was win. Obviously, a big part of that was because of Tom Brady. 
Brandon Staley wants to get two guys on this Charger team. He wants to get people that he's familiar with, that he coached in Chicago and Denver and Fangio's system. And guys who weren't, he wants to get guys who have been in winning organizations, like the New Englands of the world. So talk to me, Lorenzo, before we get into Kyle Van Noy specifically, when you were with the Chargers and every summer or every offseason, they brought in people from winning organizations. Does that serve as a benefit for your franchise? No question. No question. That's a great point that you're bringing up. And you think about when you look at the pedigree of New England Patriots, you think about what they do. They find a way to win. Even when they don't have necessarily Tom Brady, they still compete and compete at a high level because of the fact they're disciplined. Guys do their job. And so when you look at this team and you think about why are they bringing in a guy that's older, a guy that's been around, you're saying why? Because it's yeah. the intangibles, like you alluded to. It's going to help your team win. He's going to be there in the locker room. He's going to be the first one that shows up. He's going yeah. to teach the young guys. You went out and drafted a guy from UCLA saying, okay, we need to make sure we bring these guys in. Get, bring good habits. You want good habits on your organization. So what better way to, to go out and find guys that's from winning organizations that have that pedigree, that know how to practice, that know how to train, that know how to take care of themselves, and going to teach guys to be a pro. Teach guys how to be pros. And that's what's so lacking sometimes is guys don't know how to be pros, and that's why they have shortened careers. It's a it's 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 a one hundred percent great point. Again, guys, Van Noy fits in as a rotational edge rusher behind Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, and I I I, I forgot. I think it may have been Miami, but Van Noy had a long career in New England. He leaves the Patriots, I believe, for one year. I don't. I think it was Miami, and just Miami. immediately and immediately goes back to the Patriots. Yep. Guys, that shows something. That shows that he left the Patriots, and it was like. It's kind of like a guy leaving a girl. Like, why did I leave her? You know? Wait, wait. But think <laughs> about it, back. though. I need you back. <laughs> but but think about it, though. He leaves to go to, you know, for one year, goes to Miami, like you said. But look at but look what who wanted him back. See, a lot of players, sometimes they leave an organization. Great an organization point. says, okay, bye. But here's an organization said, we know what Van Noy is going to bring to the team. We understand that he's a pro. He's a pro pro. He's a coach's pro. And that's what you want. And that's the thing when you think about it, Borna, is so many guys are not coaches pros. They they can play. They're built like Tarzan, and some of them can play like Tarzan. But some of these guys, they're undisciplined. Some of these guys, are gonna, they can make plays. But if you watch them at times, they're at, at a position. They're just trying to do it their way. That's what New England way is. Just do your job. So now when you look at this team and think about what they're trying to accomplish, it's sure. about it's about bringing guys in that's going to do their job, but not only do their job, they're going to show other guys how to just do their job. And when you play within that yourself and play build a system like that, you become harder to beat because you're not going to make a lot of mistakes. You're going to stay disciplined. You're going to stay true to the system instead of trying to create. And that's what this team is trying to do, especially when you got a team that's still on a rookie quarterback, rookie deal. This is a big time for the Chargers to find a way to win. And I think, man, they're making the right decisions and making the right moves to win. Absolutely. And again, as I said, Van Noy fits as a rotational edge rusher, but he can also provide some flex as an off-ball linebacker. And remember, the linebacking depth isn't necessarily there. And now you got Kenneth Murray, who just had ankle surgery. So one thing I've noticed is that Staley, Telesco and company, they like guys who can play multiple positions because not only that adds depth, but Brandon Staley likes running five, six, seven different kinds of packages. So he wants to be able to use the same players within those different subsets of packages. 
That's Kyle Van Noy. And the last signing was Bryce Callahan. Listen, the Chargers didn't really need Bryce Callahan per se because he has a low-risk move. I mean, they have guys in depth. Obviously, you have Michael Davis. You signed J.C. Jackson to the big deal. You have Asante Samuel Jr. is probably going to be their slot guy. Then you have also depth guys like Trevon Campbell. But Bryce Callahan, okay, he's a guy. Again, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse here, but Brandon Staley has familiarity with him. Coached him in 2018 in Chicago, 2019 in Denver. He's a Vic Fangio guy. And he struggled last year to stay healthy. This is a low-risk move for the Chargers. And again, they don't need Callahan to start. He can come into training camp and compete. But Lorenzo, again, talk to me about this piece specifically related to the depth of this secondary. Because, you know, I think we would hope that J.C. Jackson has a good year for the Chargers. But outside of that, Michael Davis is a question mark. You know, had a disappointing 2021 after a great 2020 campaign. Asante Samuel Jr. showed flashes as a ball hawk, yet he had the inability to stay healthy. So talk to me about somebody like Bryce Callahan, just having a veteran in your secondary that you can add to the mix. And here's the thing. Callahan, you got to think about why is he there? And you got that's why you're like, man, this is an interesting move. But it's here. But he's here because of the veteran leadership that he can bring. And here's a guy, I'm going to tell you right now, Borna, that it's on the bubble. Here's a guy that's not guaranteed to make a team. You looked at, you talked about Davis. You talked about a couple corners that sure. he's coming in to compete with those guys. And here's when you're a veteran guy, what you say is you're like, okay, I'm going to go to a team that's going to give me the best opportunity to compete. Even though if I, if I don't, if I'm going to go in here and I know I'm not a shoe in, he knows he's not a shoe in, but he understands if he goes in there and there might be a guy a little bit better athletically, but if he's in the right place and doing the right thing and being dependable, what you and I talked about, being dependable, being on time, being in the right place, you have the advantage. And so that's what he's going in here, understanding that, hey, he's a bubble guy. He understood when he signed this, but he understands also sure. daily. The guys like him. They understand he's been in the system, the 3-4, understanding Vic Fangio, understanding the secondary, understanding the nuances of it, how to bracket, do the different coverages. So he's saying, I'm going in knowing this defense already. So I'm going to give myself the best opportunity to compete and coaches understand what he brings to the table. So he's going to have an opportunity to compete, but this is still a bubble move. But even if he doesn't, what is he going to bring? He's going to show these young guys in the interim of that, how to compete, how to be a pro. And that's what coach brought him in there saying, look, you're a bubble guy, but you're here to show guys how to compete and how to be a pro. You're amping me up, man. You're 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 firing me up. I, I cannot wait for training camp. Can't wait. Hopefully, we'll go to we'll go to training camp. Check it out. Talk to some guys. We'll record some cool episodes there. I'm just pumped up, man, for the season to start. This is oh man. I'm just trying to temper my expectations, but I mean, I'm starting to look at this team, Lorenzo Neal. I'm like, try, I'm trying to find a hole. I'm trying to find a hole, but. The line looks good. Maybe they can add a playmaker, but I'm fine with our receiving core. They have a tight end by committee. They have great running backs now. The pass rush is good. They have interior defense alignment. They got linebackers. They got safeties. They got corners. They got a great punter in J.K. Scott. Dustin Hopkins was money kicking the ball. I mean, come on, Lorenzo Neal. Is this going to be the year? Come on, let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. I'm fired (laughs) up. Hey, you know what? Let's just let's just be contained. Let's contain it because I tell you, we're going to have a great time at training camp. I know some listeners; they'll be able to meet us and probably take them to lunch and be able to talk and hang out and talk X's and O's. I'm just excited, man. I'm excited to get down south and hang out with you and these, you know, and being able to, you know, broadcast live from the Chargers facility and be under look at the little nuances and talk to some coaches. Probably get some coaches on our show, man. This is going to be a great show, bro. I'm excited, excited about what they did in the draft, brother. So I'm very, very excited as well absolutely guys and if you're excited about the chargers i don't know what their over under is going to be maybe 11 and a half go to betonline.ag your number one source for all betting needs to go ahead and check them out over there for lorenzo neal 
I'm born in Azari. Chargers fans, keep the train going. It's going to be a hell of a 2022-2023 season. Justin Herbert, yeah, he's still on a rookie deal. And we got a loaded roster, a great head coach, a great front office ready to hopefully put everything together and bring the first Super Bowl to the Chargers organization. Lorenzo, it's always fun doing this with you, my man. It's always a pleasure doing this with you. Say less. You're the man, Borna. Love you, baby. Let's go, Chargers. All right, everybody. Take care and have a good one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.